everybody. Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Neil and some Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I am super pumped to have with us on tonight a guest who, at just the age of 22 years old, has already given so much back to the sport of tennis. This guest recently graduated from Long Beach State University, where she competed at the collegiate level and was named second team All Big West her junior year in both singles and doubles, and is now in the midst of her first year as part of Tennis for America, a new program formed by the ITA, where she's currently working for the Sloan Stevens Foundation. We are so happy to have with us on tonight, Natalia Munoz. Natalia, thank you for taking time in beautiful Long Beach and talking to me in frigid Chicago right now. No worries. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So, uh, you know, I've had Gabby Hesse on, who's also yeah. been part of Tennis for America. And she's part of it. She's working at JTCC in yeah. the Maryland area, right? You're a little warmer climate. Um, for those that don't know, Tennis for America is really about serving America's disadvantaged communities and reinvigorating the sport of tennis. Um, I kind of want to hear your take on the program. What sparked your interest on it and, and what you're specifically working on right now? Yeah, of course. So Tennis for America, to go into a little bit more depth, was spearheaded by the ITA from two amazing guys, uh, Dave Mullen, Steve Devereaux. And basically what they wanted to do was modeled after the Peace Corps with young people looking to make a difference. And they wanted to create a direct pathway from underprivileged communities to NCAA programs. They placed eight of us across the country in different nonprofits and tennis programs around the country to just create that direct pathway. And um, I kind of heard about the program my senior year of college uh, around January before COVID took over. And my coach got an email saying from Steve from the ITA saying, you know, we're looking to start this program. It's going to be the pilot year. Do you have any players wanting to stay around the LA area working for the Sun Stevens Foundation? And I was the only senior at the time. So she showed me the email and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to stay in the area and I want to be involved in tennis. It kind of really just fell into my lap. And especially with COVID happening, my season was cut short. Um, I was finished with tennis way sooner than I thought I was going to be. So being able to be involved in tennis for another year after that, I was so happy, so blessed that I was given this opportunity. And yeah. Did you know, obviously you met them when you all started, but did you know any of the seven other people before they applied to this program? No clue. And I didn't meet the two other Vistas at our location till like a month before we started. I think Gianna joined like two weeks, like a month before we started. So it was very hectic. And especially since it was the pilot year, you know, there was a lot of planning and programming that went into it, but it was very fuzzy. And also with COVID kind of, we were flipped upside down. Yeah, for sure. What's, what are some of the things you're specifically working at right now with the Sloan Stevens Foundation? So there's been a lot of ebbs and flows. Um, right when we started, you know, they were kind of in a frenzy with, they have a huge program called Love Love Compton, which is their summer programming that happens for three months. And I started the first week of June and basically they used all of us to plan a virtual summer camp, which is something they never did. And the whole world was kind of doing that, especially in the nonprofit sector with their programming. So they kind of looked at us and we're like, okay, so the next three months, like we got to make this summer camp work. And um, we created an outline with workouts, guided meditation. Sloan has a partnership with a company called Dutera, 
that does essential aromatherapy that we did with the kids during the meditations. They loved that. We had guest speakers with the D1 alumni from USC, UCLA, some of our teammates, some of the coaches, and Paul Anacone actually came on one of our Zooms, which was super fun. We did escape rooms on Fridays. So that kind of was the first half of my uh, my year with them was just, you know, arranging the Zooms in contact with the coaches and um, with the parents and making sure that it was a really collaborative process to be thrown into and I didn't know anyone and I'm really happy that that was the first couple of months because we got to know everybody virtually yeah. which is so weird but and then yeah it was kind of the first couple of months and I moved over to the social media side because um, they kind of looked at us and were like what tools can we give you guys what are you interested in and I said social media marketing and Ever since then, I've been running all of their social channels along with their social media manager. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You guys definitely post a lot. You guys post great stuff. So if you guys, if, if any of the listeners have not followed uh, SSF, um, go fi- go follow them because they're always posting something and it's always good stuff. So definitely check <laughs> it out. out. Yeah. Um, and I've been so, so lucky and blessed that, you know, a lot of it bleeds into Sloan's personal brand and kind of shadowing into those phone calls and learning about, you know, if she does a partnership or a brand with this company, how can we lead that into the foundation or how can this benefit this community and these kids? And I've just learned so much from that. Um, and it's been really exciting. And a lot of opportunities for me have also come with that. And just, you know, it was so cool. I said I was um, interested in social media and they're like, here's our social media manager, here's Sloan's current brand manager, here are the passwords and kind of run with it and do what you want. And I feel like that was an amazing opportunity. And I'm still having so much fun. We just had a Valentine's Day practice and I get to run around and just be with the kids. And so fun. Yeah, I love it. So cool. So one of my favorite uh, parts of doing these these podcast conversations is hearing everyone's journey. So I want to kind of hear about your journey even more and take us back to when you were a little kid and, and first someone gave you a racket in your hand, how'd that all start? And how'd you, uh, you know, have the, have the love for this sport? Yeah. Um, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, which is like an hour and a half from Long Beach, right next to Six Flags. That's a good little geolocation for people. And I grew up next to a country club called the Paseo Club. And my dad you know, he, he loves a good story. He loves cheering for people. So he just naturally fell into tennis and we lived by this country club and he played on the weekends and he dragged me along and he put a racket in my hand. I started playing. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, I just went from there. I started playing the junior tournaments and I was spending hours a day on a court and every weekend driving around Southern California to play tournaments. And from there, you know, people look to go college tennis and it's kind of where I ended up basically yeah but I, I want to mention something you you played high school tennis I think all four years and wait you went, you went 120 and zero you didn't lose <laughs> a high school match is that right yeah that's right that that's interesting I mean I know I mean look, I'm not here to diminish anything but I know California is loaded with good tennis talent and I know a lot of really, really good players most likely don't play high school tennis, but come on, 120 and oh, I don't care who the competition is. And you and I were talking before, I don't think you lost a set, right? No, I didn't. Um, I was really lucky enough 
to do call uh to do high school tennis um, my friends were on the tennis team and I was like you know what this will be fun like I want to have this experience as well and and there was two other girls at the time who played USD tournaments as well so I had someone to practice with and okay. it was cool because most of my actual friends in high school they didn't know that you know I'd spent hours a day training and then I'd go to high school and it was kind of just where I could shine a little bit and people were like oh I didn't know she was actually good at tennis so it was fun yeah yeah super super cool that's nice so with the success you had I mean obviously you were looking at taking the next step and playing collegiately Um, Long Beach State went out obviously a great uh, school scenery all the above I'm curious you know what other schools were interested in you what other schools were you interested in and at the end of the day how'd Long Beach State uh, how'd they get you to sign I knew I wanted to stay in Southern California. You know, I'm a beach girl at heart, didn't want to leave. Um, And Long Beach was far away enough from Santa Clarita, but like I could go home on the weekends. But I was really talking to a lot of the schools in the Big West, um, which is the same conference as Long Beach. So I was talking to CSUN, Santa Barbara, um, Hawaii, actually. <laughs> I like consider that for a hot second. Right, right now, just to give you a context, it's neg- with the wind chill, it's negative 30 where I live right now. So you're naming these schools and you're, you're, it's, it's killing me right now. But it no, great. I could not. I could not do that. Um, there's a couple other, but honestly, it's been so long now. But I really wanted to stay in California and the Big West seemed like a good level. And I visited a lot of schools and I came to Long Beach and you know, I always, I would tell my dad, I would come from a visit and my dad was like, what do you think? Um, how is it? And I would be like, I like it. Um, I could see myself coming here. But after my Long Beach visit, I said, I want to go here. And so it was something in my head was like, no, this is the place for me. And I met the girls and there was no American on the team. And I thought that would be so cool that international experience and talking with the head coach, she's so passionate about her job. And she really, values not only becoming a better tennis player in college but also becoming a better person so I knew if I went there it would be like a full rounded experience and it it really was (laughs) yeah for sure and you had a successful collegiate career like I said in the intro you were second team all big west your junior year singles and doubles qualified and you competed in the NCAA tournament in singles where you won uh your first round match there you know, it, it was there one or two things that that really stood out? I know there's more than that, but just for our conversation, and more importantly, was there something that maybe tied um, to what you were doing in college to what you're doing right now that that piqued your interest and kind of put the two ideas um, together at all? Yeah, I mean, being part of a community with people working really hard towards one goal. Um, I, I didn't think before, you know, because tennis is an individual sport, and I just grew up playing these tournaments around California alone and coming to school and, and getting that sense of community and collaboration um, was huge for me. And, and now moving forward with my life, I'm always gonna be searching for that community aspect and connection between people. But um, that's why I knew I wanted to stay in the tennis realm after college. And my probably my best moment was we won the Big West Championship when I was a junior. And we always have this saying on our team, um, whenever it's a hard day or something, we'd be like road to Sunday, road to Sunday, because the championship is played on a Sunday afternoon. And we got to Sunday, we got, because the goal was always to get to Sunday. And then whatever happens Sunday is whatever happens. And we got to Sunday and we won. I actually was undefeated in the tournament. I won all singles, all doubles. Like I put my heart out there and we won. And it's at Indian Wells. And when you win, you could go on the stadium. You hold oh, wow. the team, you run around with your teammates. So that was probably like, my most defining best memory. 
So, so cool. That's and I love those experience. And I know total, total bummer that your senior season of all seasons was cut short, but those memories that you had, I mean, those, those will last forever. You will never, ever forget that. Super, <laughs> no, super, will. super cool. Um, you're about, I don't know, three quarters into your fellowship, you know, approximately. Yeah. Do you see yourself taken out of this experience? Are, are you leaning maybe one way to a, a certain area of the business in tennis, or are you still kind of feeling everything out and just kind of soaking everything in and not, not to, not to put your, you know, five-year plan on, you know, <laughs> in, in display and hold you to anything right now, but is there something that, that after this fellowship is completed, you'd like to maybe pursue a little bit further? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm really putting all my thoughts together, but like I said, with this year, we've learned so much about nonprofits, partnerships, brands, fundraising, sports, entertainment, social media. We launched a merch um, collection and I've really kind of been taking the parts that I have enjoyed the most and valued the most. And my, my, I honestly, it's funny cause I've been talking to a bunch of people at Tennis Channel um, cause I'm super interested in sports entertainment, but also as well, I've had an opportunity that I can pursue this summer with a nonprofit company that looks to partner high profile people with organizations looking to make a social impact. Um, I've also had opportunities in the social media space and uh, on top of that coaching, I know that um, an assistant coach for a school, that's something, that's a sense of community that I already know I love and, and would be so happy in. So I'm really taking these next couple of months to kind of hone in what I'm gonna pursue. Um, I do have a couple of options, so I feel so lucky. But honestly, all over the place, I, I enjoyed so many different aspects of this year and, you know, picking, I want to do everything, but, you know, you can only dedicate so much of your time to do something well. So, yeah, I'm all over the place, but those aspects I've learned a lot from and I'm going to see kind of what I do best and the best opportunities that come my way and chase them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this. Tennis is lucky to have you. You're still wearing your Long Beach State uh, shirt on right now. So you always have pride for that school. That's never going to go away. No. And you also know, I talked to Lindsay Linhart um, yes. as well. So what you all are doing at the Sloan Stevens foundation is, is so cool, super, super great. And what you're doing, you're really, really making a difference. And someone, like I said, this to Lindsay too, someone with Sloan's platform, um, to use that, to, to make a difference and to, to help people who may not have, uh, had all these opportunities without, um, celebrities using a platform is oh, a yeah. special, special thing. It, they're super inspiring people to be around. A quick little tidbit about Sloan. You know, I, I go to the courts on the weekend sometimes to get a couple um, content from the kids and hit with a few of them. And she moved her practice from like a nice, comfortable country club to a high school in Compton with cracks all over the courts just so the kids could watch her practice and just be like, hey, like if I can do this, you guys can too. And it's super inspiring being around Lindsay, her mom, and uh, Sloan's mom and Sloan, they're just looking to better their community and provide kids with tennis because, you know, for me, tennis has given me some of my best friends, my best memories, um, great opportunities and continues to give me opportunities. So it's, it's so it's so fun to be around them. Yeah. And what they're doing there. It's so great. And the kids are so excited for anything. Their eyes light up anytime anyone has something to offer. Yeah. Awesome. I, I thought you were going to get to hit with, with Sloan in a baseline game of seven. And, you know, I, I, you didn't go there. But if you did, if you played a baseline game of Sloan seven right now, how many points are you winning? Come on. Oh, my God. Well, considering that I spent the last year in quarantine and I'm completely out of practice, 
I think she'd win me over on that, but that would have been (laughs) <laughs> Natalia, thank you so much for spending time. Uh, this, this was awesome. And, and again, what, what, you know, in speaking with you and Lindsay and everything with the Sloan Stevens Foundation, you're doing such, uh, such great, great things. So thank you. Best of luck finishing up your, your uh, fellowship. And then can't wait to see uh, where the journey leads you next. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.